Welcome to the White Horse Rides. I'm Mark Steven, and if you could, I'd like to ask you to subscribe, like, share, or leave a comment to help us boost the White Horse Rides. Today, we take a look ahead to the Canadian Football League draft, and in particular, the Philpott brothers. They're two standouts from the University of Calgary, and both are expected to be selected very, very early. Based on pre-draft rankings, one of them may fall right to the Stampeders at number five. So for insight on those players and what might happen on draft night, we caught up with a former Stampeder receiver, Jabari Arthur. He's now the University of Calgary's offensive coordinator and of course worked with the Philpots during their entire University of Calgary career. In addition, Jabari knows all about the draft day situation. Remember the Stampeders selected him with the sixth overall pick in 2007. So he has some empathy for what the players are going through. Well, uh, I will say this, that uh, you know, I've been through this process before and the, the amount of excitement I had uh, just before the draft and uh, trying to figure out which team was going to take me and whatnot, it, it's an unbelievable feeling. Uh, now I get to be a part of it as a, as a coaching side and I'm really, really happy and excited for those guys. Um, you know, they, they've, I haven't seen anybody work any harder to create this opportunity for themselves. So, uh, like I said, on, on their behalf, I'm super excited for them. Uh, just their uh, mood, have you talked to them uh, recently or are they kind of staying low-key or just what's their emotions? No, um, I think that, you know, um, they're getting ready for uh, for a training camp. And I mean, I kind of kind of told them they have to understand that there's going to be a little bit of a rookie camp first and then they're going to get into the training camp where they have to be uh, ready to compete at all levels and whenever they're called upon. So uh, they're just getting their condition up right, doing a little bit more football stuff and uh, I know that uh, whichever team chooses them is going to be super, super happy. Well, we obviously will be waiting to see who chooses them. Jabari, I assume you've talked to virtually every team in the league or <laughs> pretty much everybody or close to everybody because they're right up there at the top of the charts. Well, uh, you know, without putting anybody's business out there, but yes, I have spoken to a number of coaches uh, across the CFL. And, um, you know, I think they, they, they kind of know that uh, if you ask anybody uh, that's on the U sports level who the uh, top five players are were in the country over the last couple of years uh they i think their names are mentioned on everybody's list so uh um, I, I do think that um you know um uh, they're 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 going to be viable and a good option for a number of teams that's for sure and i don't think we'll have to wait too long for their names to be called <laughs> jabari let's get right to it um you know they come from a football family uh you know just what's their drive their motivation you talked about their work ethic just give us some insight into the two of them and uh what's driven them to this level well i, I will say this um, they, they do have, they do come from a great lineage, so to speak, of, of football players, obviously, with uh, who their dad was. But I feel like uh, together they were extremely competitive. And I think that's, uh, that's part of, uh, um, you know, what, what made them really, really good when one player was doing excelling or one brother was doing excelling and having a good time. The, his, the other brother was his biggest, um, you know, mean fan. But you know, if somebody messes up or dropped the ball or didn't do the right thing, uh, it's the same thing. Their, their, their other brother was on him, like, "Hey, man, you're better than that." So I feel like together, um, their their whole life, they they've learned like these different patterns to just compete and play at the highest level. So uh, I think they they fed off each other, and um, they 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 set a goal together that they both wanted to be professionals, and they they pushed themselves to get there. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm super super excited for those guys because, uh, like I said, they they're um, just great competitors, and they're great individuals as well. 
Well, let, Jamari, let's talk about them as individuals. We just always refer to them as the Phil Pots. They are separate people. <laughs> I mean, there's two of them. Just give us the scouting report and just what you've seen and the progress. Let's start, first of all, with Tyson. Uh, well, like I said, um, Tyson, uh, I think he has the uh, more of the receiver background when he came to us. And um, I think he's a great uh, receiver, especially a deep threat. Um, throwing the ball deep to him, he tracks the ball very well. And he has obviously outstanding speed and playmaking ability. Um, so um, I think Tyson is, once again, he, he's a great viable uh, option for anybody in the CFL. Let's go the um, other route and uh, take a look at what uh, you think and uh, where Jalen fits in. Well, Jalen, uh, he came to us as a running back, so he has a little bit more of a running back background. We we asked him to move around and, and th those kind of things. And uh, once again, he definitely get the ball in his hands, and he's, a once again, an extremely dangerous playmaker. So, um, you know, once again, I think that, uh, you know, I wish I wish I could give you a little bit more saying that one guy does something better than the other, but they're, they're twins. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh... you know what I mean? Let's just get to it. Are they pro-ready? Let's ask the obvious question. Are they pro-ready because uh, their names will be called, but are they ready for the rigors? Oh, I definitely think so. I think they were, you know, if you ask me, you know, they were ready at 15. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I think they definitely have the mentality um, to, to go and play professionally. The, uh, the things or the, 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 you know, that mindset where you might have to do a little bit extra uh, that's off the clock. You know, those kind of things, I think that they're, they're, they've been doing that and they're capable of doing that. They're going to spend a little more more extra time um, in the playbook or studying whatever they need to do. So um, I, I definitely think that they're, they're, they're pro-ready. I think for them, they just need to get to training camp and learn how to go from an eight-game season to an 18-game season. And um, I think they're going to be fine. That'll be the biggest challenge, won't it? Because, uh, you know, you went through it. It's uh, one thing to play those games at the uh, college or NCAA level, but uh, 18 intense games, that uh, is a real test. Well, you know, I think that's a test that every rookie has to go through. Um, you know, I, but I do feel that they already know that uh, going into training camp. You know, I mean, I, uh, you know, I sit down and have a few conversations with them and I try to give them any, any knowledge that I have that might help them. And like I said, I said, look, man, uh, you're going to play two seasons in one season and uh, you still have more games to go. So I said, you're going to have to prepare your body, uh, prepare your emo yourself emotionally. You know what I mean? And obviously mentally, you know, because the, the game plans will change on, on a weekly basis. And um, I think the thing, good thing about those two guys are is that um, they will never back down from a challenge. And if that's the challenge that uh, that's being issued to them, they're, they're going to go uh, full bore at it. Jabari Arthur joining us as Dinosaurs receiver coach. Jabari, are they prepared to play without each other? They've been together since, uh, you know, low-level football amateur, their first uh, you know, seasons, then at high school, now at college. And unless somebody pulls off a crazy series of trades, and it would be a great story if they did, but are they ready to play without each other? Well, I will say this. There has been some times um, during the last couple of years where uh, they both weren't in the lineup or one was in the lineup and uh, some uh, one the other brother wasn't in the lineup. So there have been games where they've played games where they weren't together. But like I said, I feel that um, they are each other's biggest fan. So regardless of what city or what team they'll be playing on, um, I still feel that um, obviously they'll have a connection and they'll still be able to uh, communicate and do those things and still be able to motivate one each other, one another, even though they're not on the same football team. So I do believe that, yeah, man, you know what I mean? I think it's time that, uh, you know, like you said beforehand, they're known as the Phil Potts. I think now that when they get to the professional ranks, uh, it's going to be good to know them as Tyson Philpot and Jalen Philpot. Fair point. Uh, 
If the CFL draft rankings are accurate, Tyson Philpot is slated at number five, and in a fabulous coincidence, the Calgary Stampeders are slated to draft at number five. I'm not going to, you know, forecast what John Huffnagel will do, but let me just ask you, could you see Tyson Philpot fitting into a Stampeders scheme, a Stampeders system, something, of course, you know very well from your playing days? Oh, I, I definitely think so. Uh, I think a lot of my coaching style has been developed by being a Calgary Stampeder. So I think the, um, you know, the atmosphere and stuff like that at that position um, won't change that much for him. So uh, I feel that if he does come to uh, uh, into the Calgary Stampeders, which I think is great because, uh, you know, uh, he looked good in red for the last couple of years. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I feel like if he does come into it, he'll fit right into it. Uh, some of the teaching points and terminologies um, that he has been heard and learned over the last few years, um, it'd be very familiar with him there. So um, I think that'd be super exciting for him to, uh, you, know, um, you know, keep up with the traditions of coming to McMahon Stadium on a daily basis. Have you been able to separate them, what they look like? Was that a challenge for you, twins? Or are they uh, just different enough that you know who's who, know who you're talking to? All the time? <laughs> you know what? Uh, maybe the first three weeks of them being here was a little bit difficult. But um, I will say this. Uh, they actually, even though they're identical, they actually look different. Okay. <laughs> if, if you look at them, you can tell the difference. Well, you see them every day, and that's why we had you here. Jabari, uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for the time. And I guess just to sit and wait for the clock to tick and the draft to begin. Yep, yep. That, that's exactly what it is. This is probably the toughest time for them, uh, just waiting. But uh, at the same token, I'm uh, really happy for what they've done and the opportunities they have for themselves. That's Jabari Arthur. He played 76 games for the Stampeders and had 97 catches. So he knows of what he speaks. Listen, is there a big draft day trade to secure the pair to one team? I have no idea if that would happen. But let's just say this. John Huffnagel has pulled off some big first-round scene stealers in his time with the team. Listen, we'll be doing a special White Horse Rides after the draft, so be sure to watch for that. Thank you very much for joining us. In the meantime, stand by for draft day on May 3rd. I'm Mark Steven as the White Horse Rides.